Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hey, Jules. Hey, Steph. How are you? Oh, great. I'm excited for for our guest today. I'm excited. We're, we're rolling into the Thanksgiving holiday here. Excited to have all my children come home. And yep, it's, it's all good. How yeah. about you? I, you know, I won't have a full house until December, but I'm gearing up and getting ready. And um, I'm excited about our guest today because... Normally, listeners, you know, most of our guests have a tendency to be either, you know, from the Julie Burden fan club or the Stephanie Pierce fan club. <laughs> every now and then. Or both. Or both. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> but every now and then, which I find also super exciting, is we have an opportunity to meet a new friend, to have a new member of the Her Next Chapter community. And so today, that is Heather Dominic, who is in New York, one of my favorite places. But I'm going to start with this question as I introduce Heather. Julie, can you be highly successful and highly sensitive at the same time? Don't answer that. (laughs) Well, you're looking at a highly sensitive entrepreneur right here. So I am just all ears today uh, to listen to what Heather is is going to talk to us about. So I would like to say yes, but we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get there. Right. We'll get there with Heather. Yes. I love this question because I and I think Heather is going to help us understand what highly sensitive really means, because I think we all have a definition of what that means. Um, But Heather's going to talk to us about it. But before before we do that, let me just tell you a little bit about Heather. Heather Dominic is a woman who is successful and highly sensitive. So let's talk about the success part because there's some good stuff in here. Okay. Former high school drama teacher who collaborated with one of my favorites. Mm. Okay. Successful. Number two, graduate of NYU where she received her first coach training. She's the winner of the 2015 Best of Manhattan Coaching Award and the creator of the 2014 Stevie Award winning virtual event, A Course in Business Miracles, which is where we're going to talk about this concept of highly sensitive, my friends. She's appeared on Lifetime Television. You know how I feel about Lifetime. (laughs) It is saving my life all of the time. Um, And she's been published in numerous books, books, including Stepping Stones to Success alongside um, another fan favorite, Deepak Chopra. She's an exceptional facilitator and teacher, and she is known for creating safe, sacred environments for true transformation, whether she's delivering training in person or uh, virtually. She's taught thousands of highly sensitive 
entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe. And she really works on releasing lifelong limiting beliefs of which we've talked about a lot on our podcast, overcoming fears. We talk about that a lot and developing new leadership skills in order to be more impactful and to make more income. Who doesn't want to do that? So without further ado, please welcome Heather Dominic. Heather, welcome to her next chapter. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. I'm already having so much fun and I'm totally fanning on the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have so many questions. Okay. First, I feel like we have to address the question of highly sensitive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I know what comes into my head when I hear that. But talk to us a little bit about that work, and then we're going to come back to reinvention for a second. Okay, sure thing. So I think probably first and foremost, really helpful just to acknowledge that the phrase highly sensitive is not something created or coined by me, but actually comes out of a significant wave of research, specifically from the mid-1990s. And there's one woman in particular who tends to be most associated with that research because she is the author of the book, Highly Sensitive Person, and that is Dr. Elaine Aaron. And through the research, it is shown that there are 20% of us who are born into the world highly sensitive. And what that means is that our nervous system is biologically and physiologically wired to take in stimulation at a much higher degree than someone who is not highly sensitive. So you can think of things like sights and sounds and smells and touch, but also information and emotions and energy. And some things say a loud rock concert that might be maybe slightly stimulating to someone who's not highly sensitive can be just extremely um, physiologically overwhelming for someone who is highly sensitive, where to the point, like sometimes it feels like it shuts your literal biological system down, making it hard to like focus or, you know, really think straight. So, um, That's probably the simplest definition that I can give to start us off. So we're not talking about highly sensitive as overly emotional. Exactly. However, there are different types of manifestations of the traits of being highly sensitive. So it can show up as feeling extremely overwhelmed by emotion. And I'm happy to talk about that more as we dive into everything and, and how to be able to differentiate whether it is like a highly sensitive response, or if someone is more in the, what I like to refer to as overly sensitive versus highly sensitive. That is, will be important for us to think about as we have this conversation. So, okay, Heather, talk to me a little bit about, um, reinvention and your journey uh, to the work that you're doing today. What does reinvention mean to you and how has it manifested itself in your career? Mm-hmm. So I would say first and foremost that what reinvention means to me is necessity 
and opportunity. And from there, I'll just speak to some touch point highlights in my own journey. And I know the amazing expertise of the two of you will tease out whatever needs to be teased out. So I would say that there's probably, I'm going to say three, let's say four significant points of reinvention for myself. The first was not by choice in any way whatsoever. And that was at the age of 14, when my mother died suddenly in a bicycle accident. The second was when I made the decision to leave my traditional classroom teaching career and start my own business. The third was when I decided to get married, when I thought I never would. And the fourth was within my self-employment career, when I discovered that I was highly sensitive and how that impacted my work going forward. Those are big ones. Wow. Yes. I was just going to say, and go. And go. <laughs> Um, well, first of all, sorry about the loss of your mom. Um, Thank you so much for that. And um, wow, that's a that's fourteen years old. Wow, that's that's a tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, it's always life tough. Defining. Yeah. Life defining. Yeah. Life defining. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, as, as I was listening to kind of us getting started and and Stephanie kicking off, um. The conversation about about sensitive and you know can you be successful and sensitive and and you know just basically how this has been so much of a life's work for you Heather I I, I think it's important to acknowledge um, that even the word sensitive can be the word sensitive is a sensitive word right like like it 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 can be almost a triggering word for people who are sensitive because it's like it's like has a, a slightly negative connotation in in the sense of I think it can be referred to or thought of as like weak right or overly emotional or highly emotional which are which are a lot of times thought of in a negative way instead of looking at it as as in some ways you know kind of a superpower like there's there's a lot of um, when you're sensitive, I mean, I have, I'm sensitive. My, we have like, and I have four kids and my, we're all like this very sensitive family. I think each one of us, you know, and so we're in this, this charged environment sometimes and it, it can be all sorts of wonderful and beautiful, but I guess, and also really hard. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, can you kind of walk us through the, sensitive as as a um as a positive right versus versus like oh you're too sensitive or why are you getting all upset about this you're just being overly sensitive because i think it can be tough to even even describe yourself as that cuz it just can sound negative and weak mm-hmm. so can you talk about that for sure 
So I think probably what's really helpful is to first speak to when I discovered that I was highly sensitive and it really came from what I can say in retrospect was a dark night of the soul. So I had been self-employed for, hold on, let me think, nine years, somewhere between six and nine years. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had really been striving to reach what I thought meant that I would be successful. And a lot of the business trainings that I attended and the coaching programs that I was a part of at that, you know, kind of of um, mid-aught time, you know, like 2003 to 2009, really emphasized the, you know, crossing of certain financial markers. So I had brought my business across the seven-figure mark for the first time, and it was a really... Thank you. Um, I would love to say that like balloons fell from the sky and streamers just followed me everywhere I went and fairies started doing my laundry. Um, but none of that happened. Um, it was actually extremely overwhelming. I was massively overworked and I really went into a deep, dark place of questioning what it is that I was doing and that if this is what it meant to be successful as a person who was self-employed, I didn't know if that was meant for me. And if I wasn't going to do this, then what was I going to do? So from that time of uh, deep inquiry was when I was led to Dr. Elaine Aaron and heard the term highly sensitive for the first time. I'd never even heard that term before, but when I heard it, and then when I understood what it meant, it was absolutely an aha moment. I think I saw in your, your, your uh, materials that you like to reference Oprah and her aha moments. Mm -hmm. So this was definitely a light bulb aha moment. And I realized I was like, Oh, okay this means I have to go about everything differently. It doesn't mean that I can't be successful as a person who's self-employed, but it definitely means I need to start doing things differently. And so that's what I started to do. So when it comes to referencing being sensitive as negative or positive, the first thing that I like to really speak to is that it's just not that simple. It's Mm -hmm. literally not an either you are or you aren't. What I feel is really valuable is what the research highlights, which is, as I mentioned earlier, that there are 20% of us who are highly sensitive. That means that the majority of the world is designed for the other 80%. It's just law of probability. So most of us who are highly sensitive, we we're not taught either in our families or in any type of traditional schooling or education. We were not taught how to work with our nervous system. But the moment you begin to really learn how to manage your nervous system and go from what I like to refer to as being untrained to then being trained in how to utilize your nervous system as the superpower, as you mentioned earlier, as it really is, 
then everything begins to change. Mm-hmm. And you learn how to really go about aspects of your business. If you're a person who's self-employed aspects of your career, if you happen to be an employee and just overall aspects of your life, including all of your very important relationships, you learn how to go about all of that differently. And then in a way that allows your sensitivity to work for you. But again, we weren't taught how to do this. So for me and my work, First of all, everything that I teach and train on in the highly sensitive leadership training programs comes from my own experience, tried and true first by me, and then I pass it on and share it with those that I've been blessed to be able to mentor. And it is that process of really being able to learn how to make that shift from untrained to trained. And that's what makes all the difference. And then it takes it away from the, oh, I'm being told that I'm too sensitive. It's almost like that becomes inconsequential um, Mm -hmm. because it just really more so becomes a matter of like, oh, you know, they just don't really understand what it means. And, you know, that makes sense that they don't because one, they're not. And two, again, the rest of the world is kind of designed for them. So they don't really understand my process. That's cool. But I'm going to go over here and I'm going to work my life in a way that works for me. So mm, I wonder, I love that. Can, you, can you give us an example? Because I think a lot of people can relate to, uh, I'm working hard to achieve these goals and I am killing myself. Mm-hmm. So when you hit that point and you said, okay, you know, you found the research and you said, I need to do some things differently. Talk to us a little bit, Heather, about, give me a couple changes that you made. Absolutely. I literally changed everything. (laughs) So I think probably what's um, valuable to speak to first is I changed my schedule. So there's, you know, a lot of, again, like teachings and trainings out there of like what it really takes to be successful. And a lot of it is really based on that work hard model, as you just said, and especially when it comes to being self-employed. And again, definitely like 20 years ago, when I was first starting out, it was all about the hustle, right? It's like, you just put in the sweat equity and, and then it will pay off. Um, Well, I put in the sweat equity and it nearly killed me. (laughs) So I was like, well, that's not sustainable. (laughs) So I changed my schedule and stopped following um, a lot of the directives about like how to set your schedule, how to use your time um, as a person who is self-employed. And I really took some space to understand, like, how do I really work best? What is my circadian rhythm? And how am I meant to be able to set my schedule? Because I am able to do that. Um, One of the privileges of being self-employed so that I'm really, um, I'm really maximizing the time when I'm at my best but I'm also then really 
providing for myself and the ways that I need to manage my nervous system. And so there's, you know, lots of different tools and teachings that I've developed around that. But I think that's probably, you know, a really first tangible to speak to. I also changed then as a result, the way that I went about marketing, the way that I went about selling, the way I went about setting up the operations in my business. Um, but again, that, that schedule and, and being willing to do my day differently um, was, yeah, I would say a, a huge foundational piece that everything else was be, able to be built up off of. I think a lot of people, when they hear stuff, they're like, okay, cool, cool. I'm going to change my schedule tomorrow. And then life is going to be better on Monday. And I'm guessing that's probably not the case. Not uh, the case. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about how much time, how long it took you to get to a, a good place. Yeah, I so appreciate that question because one of the things that I speak to in the training programs quite frequently is the power and the importance of process. I like to say that the process is the goal. So um, early on in, in my work, even before I understood that I was highly sensitive, I spoke a lot to the myth of arrival because again, especially at that time, around 20 years ago, when I was first starting out, it, there was just all of this hype about, you know, again, like reaching like that certain income goal or getting to this certain place, um, and the number of clients and the number of people that you had attend an event, and then you would really know that you had arrived. Um, and even before I hit that dark night of the soul, I was like, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> so the process is so key. So for myself, um, you know, first and foremost, when I was going through that dark night of the soul, I did not like, you know, live in a cave and, you know, drink only, you know, bone broth and meditate for 22 hours a day. I was still pouring my love and my attention into the clients that I was serving. I changed other things about what I was doing, but um, I needed to continue to work. I wanted to continue to work. I needed to continue to live in this world, um, pay my bills, take care of my relationships, et cetera. So it was incremental. Mm -hmm. And once I learned that I was highly sensitive and then started making changes, those changes were incremental. And they were incremental because again, I needed to like keep living in the world. But they were also incremental because one of the things that I really picked up on early on from the research is that as highly sensitives, we do best in a step-by-step -step process. Hmm. So if we take on too much, too fast, it pretty much does make sense if you think, oh yeah, definition of highly sensitive is easily overstimulated. So to do anything at this like grand, massive scale in a very fast way is going to tend to shut us down more than boost us up. So I really took that to heart and really um, got off the treadmill right? And looked instead to be like, okay, let me change this one thing. And let me test that out. And let me kind of see what that does. Okay, now that really worked, or that didn't work so well. And no, now I'm going to change it this way. And really kept incrementally, you know, making shifts and changes. And I'll be honest, that's still how I run my business and lead my life today. 
It's one of the things in regards to feedback that I receive all the time from the members of the Business Miracles community who are in the training programs is how much they appreciate that the work is consistently evolving. Mm -hmm. And that is because one, that's my commitment. That's my commitment to my own growth, my own evolution, but also that is that consistent incremental process of creating change. So as you kind of looked at your life and your even, you know, daily schedule, what kinds of things did you realize that that you needed every day to like mm-hmm. put into your your practice, your 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 schedule um mm-hmm. that helped you kind of um like be your best self? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, what I'll emphasize about that question is my schedule. So what I'm yeah, going right, to share right. is yeah, of like, course. No, this, this is, is not like the golden rule book yep, for everyone yep. who's highly sensitive. <laughs> um, the golden rule book is discover what yours is. Yes. Um, so that's so much of what I teach. But for me, what I discovered, and it's kind of like a, a joke, is you know that some people say like, oh, they're a morning person, and other people say, oh, I'm like an evening person. So for me, I'm like I'm a middle of the day person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So like I do my best work like between noon and four. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, typically I don't like get on the phone or I don't do a video or I don't have an in-person meeting with anyone before noon. Uh-huh. Um, now that doesn't say that I'm not working, but that time tends to be more introspective for me. So first of all, I need some time and space to kind of like make my way back into this world after a night of like not being um, in it, you know, sleeping and dreaming. And so I take time for myself and then I do my best introspective work at that time. And that might be either like I'm writing or I'm creating marketing materials, or it might also be that I'm doing virtual work with my team. Um, or it might be that I'm actually e-coaching on our forum, um, in the training programs, but it's something that again, doesn't require me to be in that higher energy space of interacting with another person. Mm -hmm. And then around four o'clock I'm done. Um, you know, and then I'll take some time to like wind down. I have a teaching that I share that's called entry re-entry that, um, is really such a key for those of us who are highly sensitive. I teach it in regards to what we need as a person who's highly sensitive to enter into a significant event, and then also to re-enter out of a significant event and back into the day to day. But also that entry, re-enter applies to just entering into a day and then re-entering out of a day. And, um, and I definitely have practices in place that support me with uh, bookend on, you know, both sides, the entry into and re-entry out of just each day. That's awesome. And as I think about, you know, reinvention um, as kind of a broader a broader, you know, concept and, and, you know, what our listeners, um, you know, like to, to hear from our guests. And, uh, you know, as we, as we talk about that, I think that this piece is so important in terms of as you're, as you're trying to reinvent yourself, one of the most important things is to like 
know yourself, right? Like, 100%. you know, like whether you're highly sensitive or not, you know, it, it, it's like, well, what am I? Right. And, and, and when, when am I, when is, am I functioning at my best? What, what do I need throughout the day to, to feel like I can, you know, bring my best self forward? Um, and, and I love, I love this work because it just, it, it's such a like deep self-awareness um, of, of, you know, and, and to your point, like you figured out later in life, even that you were a highly sensitive person um, yeah. and that, and that helped you so much as you continue to grow and evolve. Um, so, so what advice would you have to our listeners that who maybe are, you know, feeling stuck, um, looking, looking for something different in their lives, um, not quite sure, maybe haven't done this kind of reflection, um, not sure which way to turn, but they, but they want something different. Um, what, what advice would you have for our listeners who are feeling a little bit stagnant or stuck? Yes. So, you know, first of all, I would say pay attention to the feeling and don't let the feeling define you. So that's why when you ask, what does reinvention mean? To me, it goes back to those words of necessity and opportunity. And then I would probably add a third word, which is courage. So to me, feeling stuck is a signal. It's a signal that something's off. And that's why I say to pay attention to the feeling. But then the second part of, but don't let the feeling define you is because most people miss the opportunity in that feeling of stuck because they go from feeling stuck to immediately associating a meaning to it Hmm. and associating a meaning, which is something is not, not that something is wrong, but something is wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And then that perpetuates the stuckness versus, okay, I'm feeling stuck. Something is off. And I choose that word even over the word wrong, but something's off. Something's out of sync. Something's out of alignment. And then being willing to engage in a process of self-inquiry that's a, a lot of what I teach in the energy management tools in my programs. Um, but you know, far from invented by me, there's lots of ways to go about self inquiry to, um, get a sense of like, well, what is it that has me stuck and to try to really going back to the power of process, tease it apart and then look at, okay, if I can identify a piece of this that feels off, then what would have it feel right? Mm -hmm. And, or maybe on, right? If we're staying away from right and wrong, if this feels off, then what would have it feeling on? And okay, then what would I need in order to be able to create that? And again, being willing to really be in the process and not looking to escape that feeling of stuckness, because again, that most likely will 
toss you into that's too hard. That's too much. I can't do that. And then you're back into that space of like, ugh, like there's something wrong with me. Look at me. I'm a loser and I can't make anything happen. And um, the truth is, is that we all can, if we're, if one, making the change is important enough to us and two, we're willing to engage in the process. Definitely for those of us who are highly sensitive, again, we do our best work step-by-step, but you know, I would agree with what you said earlier, Julie, for anyone, anyone. So let me ask you this for those listeners that are like, "Uh uh-huh, I need some help doing Mm -hmm. that. How do, if our listeners want to engage in one of your programs, events, activities, Heather, that help them work through this? How do they Mm -hmm. find you? How do they get to you? Uh, Well, you can go to businessmiracles.com and um, that will be the way. And, you know, we begin every relationship with a one-on-one conversation so we can learn more about you and what's happening in your world and your experience as a person who is highly sensitive and specifically as a person who's highly sensitive, who desires a sense of leadership um, in their business and their work and their life. And you'll see if the work that we do makes sense for, for you. And then we'll go from there. Awesome. And we will have Amazing. that in the show notes, but I know oftentimes, um, our listeners will say, I just need a little bit of help. Um, <laughs> and so we like to direct them to where they can get that help. So thank you for that. Um, business miracles, my friends, that's where you would want to go. Heather, yes. we've, we this have is, miraculously sorry, go gone quickly through our time. <laughs> well, and I, wanna, I know started. it goes fast. <laughs> and I, I just, I really, really want to say thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Mm, um, thank you so much. You know, as a highly sensitive person, I um, I think there's there's just there's so many misunderstandings about about yes. what that means, and and yeah. I'm excited to explore more of your work and um, and the book and 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 just this has been super helpful um, for me and I, I'm sure for a lot of our listeners, like you said, like we both said, whether you're highly sensitive or not, um, I think that this this work on um, self-reflection is is so important as we look at at reinvention and and figuring out how to, like you said, find find the courage right? Mm -hmm. And look for the opportunities and know Mm -hmm. that reinvention is a necessity. Like, (laughs) like it is, you know, to, to, to be in this life and to be in this world, like we're, we're constantly having to figure out how to, how to reinvent ourselves, whether we want to or not. And so thank you for the work, um, for the work that you're doing. And I'm positive that you've helped so, so many people. And, um, And, and more to come, right? Because and, yes, I always feel like when we have guests, Jules, that I always feel like they're speaking to me personally. Like it's a, right? personal, I know. a personal session for me that <laughs> you know a bunch of other people just happen to be privy to. If we actually uh-huh. did all of the things 
all the great counsel and advice we got, we would in fact be superhuman. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I, I want to highlight that you said, Heather, that I do think is so important and you highlighted a few times, but everybody's journey is different. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what, what sometimes I think people are like, okay, what did Heather say that she did about her schedule? Let me write that down mm-hmm. It work for you, but mm-hmm. no, that end game was based on a reflection that you did within mm-hmm. yourself and mm-hmm. understanding when you work best. And what I love about that too, is that you, you didn't define from the typical choices on the multiple choice test. I'm a morning person or I'm an evening person. Mm-hmm. You said, Mm, I'm going to have to go with midday Alex for 200. So I think (laughs) that that is important for people to understand and to recognize that all of our journeys are personal journeys. So thank you for that. Thank you for giving us language and space uh, to find those personal journeys. We will make sure that our listeners know how to get to business miracles. Heather, Thank you so much. We welcome you into the Her Next Chapter family and community. So keep us in mind as you do things. We will certainly keep you in mind in the work that you're doing. Um, we are all connected now, right? Yes. It's a, it's a yes. virtual kind of world. So thank you, Heather. Um, mm. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. I am so, so grateful for this conversation and to be a part of the work that the two of you are doing, because I think it's really, really important to be talking about the value of reinvention and that it's something to lean into um, and is a real contributor to where I feel our world um, has to has to go. Now we are we are being asked to do things differently. And that is the courage to reinvent. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you you so much, much, Heather. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. And you too. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.